This episode is sponsored by Brie Mosquera Coaching. Even when we know we're meant for more, it can still be scary to listen to our inner voice. That's why having a coach like Brie in your corner is a game changer. She helps women to move past the fear and do things like start their own business, publish their first book, and attract healthy relationships. As a past client, I loved the way she combined deep psychotherapy frameworks with spiritual practices. Bree's Mindset Awakening Program provides women with four months of private one-on-one coaching to manifest your dream career, love, and lifestyle without fear and self-doubt. Book a reconnect and manifest call to begin to release your inner blocks and feel safe to receive your dreams. Our listeners get $111 off by clicking on the link in the show notes. and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Hey there, welcome back to the show. So today I am speaking with Myra Alejandra Garcia, and she is a financial coach and the founder of the Debt Free Latina. And I wanted to have her on because I think our finances are so important, uh, especially as women. Personally, I feel like I'm always a little bit behind in terms of like even knowing how to speak about finances and just understanding like debt and all the things. So Myra is here to help break that down for us a little bit. So welcome, Myra. Thank you so much for having me. So can you just give us a little bit of your background and tell us about like how you became a financial coach? I started my debt-free journey in 2010. That kind of made me think about what options could I explore? And it, it wasn't until like 2015 that I really started thinking seriously about it. And 2017 was when I got certified as a coach. And the rest is history. I feel like I've been in this space for over five years now, and I love it. I love talking about, you know, just the different stigmas in our community, how to break them, how to organize finances and really build budgets. And I feel that as I learned how to budget, I realized that I can't be the only one that has never built a budget. Like I can't be the only one that doesn't even know where to start, which is where I was in 2010. So that's where my heart is. I want to help the people that have no idea where to start. And then my process is you learn how to budget. You you know, we do a plan to eliminate the debt. We build a savings and then you graduate to a financial planner who can help you invest and grow your wealth building, you know, your wealth building journey then goes to a financial planner. So that's where I I love the start process. 
And so that's where my heart is. I love the teaching process. I love just breaking it down in very easy terms. Yeah. And you're getting people at a really critical part, right? Where they're just like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. And you're help, helping to build those foundational things around their finances and, and really set them up. And I love that you then pass them off to a financial planner. That's amazing because I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up with like a financial planner being a, even a concept. <laughs> so I love that you're helping to continue their journey beyond where you help them. So what do we need to know about becoming debt-free that we don't know? That it can be a really easy process. And there's two major um, ideas out there that people follow when they're getting out of debt. There's the debt snowball. And then there's the avalanche method. Either one works. I think it's a personal preference. And I, I can always say personal finance is personal. And what might work for one person might not work for another. So that's where I will show you both methods. I will tell you what I worked on, which one worked for me. But ultimately, it's your choice. Which one do you gravitate to and which one will work for you? Now, um, there's a lot of advantages to the debt snowball, which is the method I use because it really helps break the habit in that there's a reward very quickly, which helps stay motivated. With the avalanche, it focuses on paying off the higher interest rate first, which sometimes could be like an auto loan, which has a big balance and now takes a while to get the, yes, I got it done. And you need those rewards in order to change the habits. So it's a little harder what I've noticed is people that choose the avalanche method are more numbers person and like love to break things down like in a spreadsheet or things like that. If that's you, I can see the avalanche working. If you're more of I need to change my habits, I don't have, you know, um, a good understanding and and I just need to get started. Then the snowball is the way that worked for me. OK, I've never heard of the snowball or the avalanche concept. But I have practiced the avalanche. I'm a spreadsheet person. It makes sense for me to like start with the biggest interest rate and then work my way down. For me, the reward is like updating the spreadsheet every week because <laughs> I'm like can nerd out on those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, I I was someone who, I mean, my husband and I early in our marriage, we had like a lot of debt, but I was able to like, get us on a schedule and get us to knock it down and such an empowering feeling. And so I want to know how can we change our mindset around money and feel more like we're in control, like we're in the driver's seat instead of it con controlling us, because I think it's a common way that people feel around money. It's like you just kind of feel like you're swimming in if you feel like you're swimming in debt or you feel like you have to spend a lot of money because our, our society is such a you know consumer capitalist society what are some ways you can change the, how you see money to kind of give yourself back that sense of control I think really one of the strategies I use in my coaching in regards to the mindset and really just teaching practical stuff because I think some of it is trauma 
And I'm not well-versed in, in helping you process that. That's more of a therapist's job. I can teach you strategies that are practical. Like, for example, in this case, I would say and bring up um, a chart. And it's a pie chart that has the percentages for each category that most people have in their household. And it has ranges. And so I will put their budget and give them the percentages around each of where they spend their money. And then I will tell them and highlight, this is an area where you're a little high and you're over the normal range. And this is an area where you're low and maybe that should be a little higher. And so that kind of helps people visually see maybe they are holding their money tight in, in an area of their life where they feel some scarcity and then they're abundantly spending in another area where you know maybe they need to kind of hold back a little so that's kind of how i navigate that process yeah i think it is empowering if you can literally like see what are my spending habits why maybe think about why you're spending in the way that you do and just like to have someone help you examine that. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's really just comes down to like financial literacy. These things are so important to our financial success and building generational wealth and all these things. So I appreciate that giving that visual, like highlighting, like, okay, this is how you're spending your money. And these habits might be from, I'm not sure, maybe let's think about that a little bit. And so what are some small steps that people can take towards becoming debt-free if they've accumulated a lot of debt? I know that college tuition debt is still huge for a lot of people. And I'm sure it's very worrisome weight hanging on them. But, you know, for whatever reason, people are in debt, what are some first sort of baby steps people can take? The first baby step is really understanding how much of a disposable income you have. And I think people don't know what that means. So I'm going to explain that a little bit. So that is after your necessities are paid, right? So from your income, once necessities are paid, is there anything left over? And that's your disposable income. That's how much we can attack the debt with. Most people don't know what that dollar amount is. And so building a budget is the first step in seeing how much you have, how much you can attack the debt with if you have debt. And then you can start calculating how long it's going to take you to finish this race, right? So I think people say, like, I have a goal of this, much, this amount of time. But the truth is, when you create a budget, it's interesting because I always ask my clients, like, what do you predict? Before we make calculations, what do you think? And it's almost always less time than they thought. Because if they organize it and they follow a plan, and yes, life happens and things might not be perfect every single month. It's never perfect for me, but we can get super close, if not sooner than what they even planned. 
because there's bonuses and raises and things that happen to us along the journey that really help offset some of that. Yeah. And I think when you, when people think about debt, they're probably not in the most positive mind frame. So probably thinking about the bonuses, the extra windfalls, you know, that come can come our way. Because those are kind of positive, optimistic things. And I just know when I was in debt, I just had such negative feelings about it. So I don't know that I necessarily would think, oh, but money's going to come. Like you can get so focused on the lack of, of money and, and not see that, well, there is an abundance of money in other ways and it can come from you don't even know where. Yes, I agree. I think that there's there's more than one way, right, to to get to the end result. So sometimes like for us, it included my husband getting a part-time job after his full day of work, he would work a part-time job. And that's how we earned more income to really attack the debt as fast as we could. But some people don't have that ability and that's okay. I think that just getting really creative sometimes does inspire some people to start a side hustle or whatever it is. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called launch a binge worthy podcast. And it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend back to the show. Yeah, I mean, it's a great motivator to think about not having that debt attached to you and to get you to take on the second job or do whatever it is that gives you that extra income that will speed up the timeline of paying it off. One of the things that I've noticed in our community and in our Latino community is that there's a lot of shame around debt. Yes, And people don't want to do group sessions. I've offered group coaching several times and I could never get people to buy it. They're like, I don't think so, Myra. We're not airing our laundry. (laughs) It is so hard. And I try to do it because at first I thought, well, maybe a more affordable option for some people. But no, the one-on-one coaching is my bread and butter. I believe it. There is a lot of shame around like not being well I this might be a little bit of a tangent but I think in the U.S. being poor is not as seen as like a really bad thing instead of just like a reality in life right it's like if you're not like a millionaire I think we put these millionaires billionaires on these pedestals and it's like if you're not that and then if you have really don't have any money it's like you're almost considered like an outcast it's it's just a really dysfunctional I think view of people's means and the money that they have or they don't have um but yeah I I, there is a lot of shame around money and debt and especially in our community because I think that we're supposed we're we're kind of told that like you need to be responsible you need to like take the right steps and do the things and you know just make sure that you have your things in order do you how do you address that with your clients if you get that sense of shame from them I try to ask where it comes from 
sometimes it's easy to address. And sometimes I do ask that they look into therapy. And and then that's a whole nother layer, right? Because it's like, well, I don't need therapy. It's like, no, let me explain. And so there's a lot of shame around therapy too. I think that it's like this. It's layered, right? It is so layered. And so I think that when I have talked about the shame, I try really hard to build the trust. And I work extra hard to show them that I am flawed too. I have made mistakes. Let me show you how can I, you know, share my story with you. And so that's one way to build the trust and show them that, hey, I was in a whole lot of debt too. And I was scared like you were in 20 and, you know, in 2010 for me. And this is why I got started and you're on the right path. So, yeah, I love that. Like building the trust and meeting them with compassion and you know, just showing them like, yeah, this is a lot of people. I don't have the percentages, but I know that there are very many people in the United States with debt. So we aren't alone, you know, which is funny because it's very interesting about people not wanting to do groups because I think they say that like shame grows when you, when you hide it and you don't let things come to light and only we could just sort of all open it up and share our experiences. I think that would be very powerful. So fingers crossed that someday you do get these group sessions together and you can, you know, just kind of destigmatize this idea of having debt because really everyone has it to a certain degree. Are there ways that you show your clients that are like preventative measures? like to even become like, are people always coming to you with debt or do you offer tips of like how to not even like get to that point? I would say most of my clients either want to learn to budget. They may not have debt, but they've never created a budget. I also have a lot of Spanish speaking clients that are in a cash system Mm. and they don't trust the banks and they don't trust any sort of investments with the government or, you know, institutions. Yes. And I also have people, I would say the majority do have some debt that they need a plan. And so that's why they reach out. So yeah, those are like the three major with the people that don't trust the banks and have their money under the mattress. Yeah. Those are really interesting because I would say the majority are immigrants. Which makes sense, right? Yeah. So I get a couple of those. I've gotten, I would say like four or five of those types of clients that just don't trust. And then I have to, you know, again, just share my story and how I've been able to build some wealth by investing in the stock market and things like that after you know becoming debt free and so sometimes I can convince them I would say the majority of the time I can but there's a lot of stigma there's a lot of well you know I don't I've had a couple say I don't have any documents and so then you know you have to go into another path of showing them how they still can but then, then they graduate, right? If they we've eliminated the debt, then they graduate to the financial planner that can help them do that. Yeah, and what a great resource that you are providing to them by giving them those options because 
you know, they're not even thinking that that's something that they can do. And you're able to educate them on, oh, no, actually, here are your options. It may look a little different, but it's something still available to you. This has been really informative. I feel like I got a sense of, you know, where you start, you know, start with the budget, what kind of method you could use to become debt-free, the snowball or the avalanche, which now I love, I'll never forget that. (laughs) Um, And then just like how to think about money and the stigmas and sort of just like opening ourselves up to um, not having the shame around it. So before we go, I want to ask you, because this episode will air during Latinx Heritage Month, how is being a Latina a superpower in your business or your life? (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to give you both. So one is I love that I can coach in both languages. And I have clients that only speak Spanish and I have others that are bilingual or only speak English. So that's really awesome that I can help also with the cultural differences. I think that a lot of people that come from Latin American countries really value our elders and supporting people in our Latin communities um, that are either in the States or Um, in other countries. And so sending money back is something that's very important. And so I understand that because I grew up watching my father help my mother, my grandmother in Mexico every single month. So there are things like that, that I just love because it's, it's totally a superpower. Like I just get it. And then um, I love being bilingual and bicultural because I can enjoy music in both languages. (laughs) I'm jealous of that. I don't speak Spanish. Well, I wasn't raised speaking it, but I studied it in school. So I have like maybe like a fourth grade understanding. And it's hard in California to not know any Spanish. But I've been listening to some Spanish singers lately. And I have to look up the lyrics because it's hard. It's hard enough to understand people speaking norm you know just regularly like you and I but when it becomes like lyrics and poetry it's like that much harder but it's so fast it's so fast and it's like just the tenses and all of it but you read the lyrics I have to read them in English and I'm like well maybe it'll sink in at some point if I just keep listening and listening but yeah yeah I think that you know that's awesome that you translate the lyrics and try to understand and I think that's amazing. Well, you know, Google makes it easy. They have Translate, so (laughs) everything's translated, yeah. Well, those are definitely superpowers, you know, understanding the needs of our community and being able to communicate in both languages and to be able to, yeah, understand both cultures. You know, that's, that's such a superpower. So I want to make sure that before we hop off, that people know how they can find out more about you and get connected with you. So I am at debtfreelatina.com and on Instagram, I'm at mayra.alejandra.garcia. That's my main Instagram. Uh, The podcast also has an Instagram, which is debtfree.latina. And yeah, that's the main platforms that I am on. I would love to hear from you if there's a listener that would want a topic 
that, you know, I should maybe cover on the podcast. Um, you can find the Debt Free Latina podcast in almost all the podcast players. But I love to get requests from the audience. So if you have a question, I'd love to answer it on the podcast. Yes, questions from listeners are so much fun to do episodes around. We will link to all of these places in the show notes and definitely check out Myra's podcast, the Debt Free Latina podcast. And Myra, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to click on the link in the show notes to get $111 off a reconnect and manifest call with Brie Mosquera. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcast and Amplify. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And the best way to support this show is by sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. For those of you who leave a review, you'll get the chance to win a 30-minute strategy session or a mini audit of your existing podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.